just like Pen TV, right? It's all about Jesus. And whether no, I think we need the Zopoyo spirit of God to quicken us. Hallelujah. So before I even start, uh, I read a book, I saw a pledge of an army or a soldier of God. We want to quickly take that pledge, just to quicken ourselves. Can we rise to our feet? A pledge of a soldier who is, the, who is part of the army of God. So just repeat after me. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior of the army of God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity. And tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. And I am enlisted for eternity. I will either retire in this army. At rapture or die in this army. But I will not get out. Sell out. Be talked out. I am faithful, capable, dependable. If my God needs me, I am there. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior. I am not a baby. I, did not, I do not need to be pampered. Pets, primed up, pumped up, picked up. Or pepped up. I am a soldier. A prayer warrior. I am in place. Saluting my king. Obeying his orders. Praising his name and building his kingdom. I am a soldier. A prayer warrior. I am committed. I cannot have my feelings hurt bad enough to turn around. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. When Jesus called me into this army, I had nothing. If I end with nothing, I will still come out even. I will win. My God will supply all my needs. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am a soldier. A prayer warrior. Grace be to God. Please resume your seat. It's a gospel Sunday. 
and we encourage that we invite others to join us today. Is there anybody who invited somebody today to this service? Yay. Next month, Gospel Sunday. If we don't have half of us inviting others to join, we may all possibly go out. Now, Pastor, you don't know. If you come with a soul, then you'll be allowed to come in. Hallelujah. There is a song that talks about Jesus as our only inheritance. It says, Jesus, a major paddy Ejapadia, a hunia sembia. Ejapadia, obini mean pre humbi. That is to mean he is enough for all of us. So Jesus is my inheritance. An inheritance with no issues. An inheritance that I need not compete with any other. An inheritance blessed for me. Jesus, 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 Can we take it again? Jesus, Hallelujah, Jesus, Oh, a Japadia, a honey assembia, a Japadia. Oh, be name in prayer, oh, baby, a Japadia. Jesus, Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus,
I speak on the team, the fountain of living water. The fountain of living water. It's all about Jesus today. Shall we read from Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 13? It's a gospel Sunday, but permit me to read from the Old Testament. It says, my people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns. Broken systems that cannot hold water. Let me read from the version I have here. Indeed, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me. Can you highlight me? They have forsaken me. Underline or highlight the me for me. The fountain of living waters. Again, the living. Building the living for me. And have dark cisterns for themselves. Broken cisterns that cannot hold water. My people have committed two evils. The A, they have forsaken me. The fountain of living waters. And they have dark cisterns for themselves, cisterns that are broken and cannot hold water. So, before we proceed to get an insight into what Jeremiah is telling us, or what God is telling us through Jeremiah, let's get clarity on some key words in the passage. The mean. Who is being referred to here as a me? Yay. Who? Jesus. Someone says God. Someone says Jesus. Hallelujah. So the me here represents the fountain of living water. But who are we referring to? Can we read from the book of John chapter 4 verse 10? John chapter 4 verse 10. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gifts of God, and who is it that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Who answered here? So to this Samaritan woman, Jesus reveals himself as the source of living water. Do you agree with me? Let's go to John chapter 7 verse 37. John 7 37. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Me. So again, he is telling us 
He is not only the source of living water, but he is the living water. Hallelujah. So the two passages confirms Jesus as both the source and the living water. The next word I want us to look at from the passage is living. Living. It didn't say just any water, but a living water. So in the literal term, what do we mean when we say something is living? Or what is a living thing? What is a living thing? Anything that has what? So from the little biology islands, there are two core characteristics of a living thing. And as we said, have life and a lifespan. Life and a lifespan. And then it possesses the ability to move without any external force. Yay. So dead things don't move. Non-living things don't move. Can this move if I don't pick it up? I remember a young man who was part, who was a victim of the May 9th incident at Accra Sports Stadium. In history, I think it's recorded as one of the worst cases in football in Africa. Kumasi Asante Kotoko and has, there was a disagreement. The police, I would say, probably because according to uh, investigation that were contacted, the police handled it a bit unprofessional, let me say. So, as many as close to 200 people nearly lost their lives. They took them to the Ridge Hospital and doctors all over in Accra had to be present at Ridge Hospital to confirm and test those who are really dead. They did their tests, and about 138 of them were confirmed dead. So they were being arranged to the morgue. Suddenly, a young man among them shook his hand. It means there's life in him. So the, the caretaker had to draw the attention of the doctors. They took him out, did further tests. He had gone on in coma, and after two days, I think he came back to life. So it is that movement that confirmed that there was life in him. Hallelujah. So we have concluded that Jesus... Is the living water. And this living water, which, is, which has life in it, flows or it moves. Now, let's look at the two evils. The first evil, which is forsaking the living water. My people have forsaken the living water. In other words, my people have forsaken Jesus. Right? What does it mean to forsake Jesus? Forsake. 
Forsake means to reject or abandon. They are both synonymous to forsake. But they have two different meanings. So this first evil is in two folds. Reject or abandon. When I, I, I give this to, when pastor has this and is giving it to me, and I don't take, I have rejected it. Hello, if I take and I drop it, I have abandoned it. Both means forsake. Are you with me? So within this first evil are those who hear the gospel of Christ and do not accept him as their Lord and personal Savior. They have rejected him. So it is evil, according to Jeremiah, to hear the word or the good news of Christ and not accept him. Thanks be to God that the end will not come until the gospel had been preached and reached all nations. In Matthew 24, 14, the Bible says the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. So if you are hearing my voice this morning, when the trumpet of the Lord sounds and time is no more, you cannot hide behind the reason that you did not hear of this good news. The gospel will reach all nations before he comes. I am here to tell you that Christ, the Son of God, is the living water. In him is life, and the lifespan we have in him is eternal. If you have not tasted of this living water, you may be alive, but have no life in you. Because he who shed his blood for our sins and overcame death on the third day is not in you. Yay. So the first part of those who have committed the evil of forsaking God is that they have rejected the good news. Jesus is the light of the world. The psalmist says, he is the resurrection and life. He is salvation for the sinful and the rest for the weary. He is such a wonderful man. He has called us to be his friends, to commune with him, to partake of his strength, so we will love him. We will love him. We will love him. We will love him. The tree says, Ononizai Oya no pansuma, oshre, okwai, no kwari, enim kwa. Onu no suti nifiti asye no, empo. Ye yanu mami no, sa suti nidiye, esin ara, na enwe, arada. 
So when we have drunk of this water, we are told it continues to flow. Hallelujah. So that is the first part of those who are forsaking Christ. The living water. They hear the word, they hear the good news, the gospel of Christ, and have rejected him. The second part. Those who have tasted of the living waters, but have abandoned it. How do you do that? By stagnating the flow of this living water, which is Christ Jesus in our hearts. It flows. It has life. It moves. So when you take it and you stagnate it, you have abandoned Christ. You see, when a flowing water becomes stagnant over a period of time, it starts to breed all sorts of bacteria. Parasites. It becomes filthy. The oxygen levels begin to decline. And finally, you can see the water is dead. If you have tasted of this living water, it ought to flow in you. You cannot stagnate it. John 7.38 says, Rivers of living waters will flow from within the hearts of those who believe in Christ Jesus. In other words, Jesus will flow and spring forth from within the heart of those who believe in him. He must spring forth from our hearts. So when the living water in a believer becomes stagnant and dead, you have forsaken or abandon Christ in your heart. How do you know you are stagnating the living water in you? How? When you have almost zero desire for the things of God, especially evangelism. Yay. And there's an evidence to that. The Bible says when the Samaritan woman tasted the living water, in other words, when he encountered Jesus, when he got to know Jesus, when the living water went inside of her belly, it sprang forth. She could not stand. She moved from the west to the east, from the north to the south, calling on all nations. Ah, 
Amanina. Amanina. Mumra. Meshenya. Nyameneba. Jesus. Wakurono. Yesua. Rema Sandori Andarabama. Mumra. Meshenya. Amanina. Were the words of a woman who has tasted of the living water. Jesus in him had to spring forth. Jesus, the living water in us is Jesus Christ, and it must spring forth. Because when a river flows, it provides source of drinking water along its path. If you are stagnating the living water in you today, Jeremiah is telling us it's evil. Jesus must bring forth in our hearts. Amen. Another evidence that the living water in you flows is that you grow and mature in your Christian life. Gradually conforming to the very image of Christ, who is the living water in you. You cannot remain the same when the living water, which is Jesus Christ, flows from within you. Saul became poor when he encountered this living water. Zacchaeus could not keep those robbed possessions. He gave it out without even thinking of who deserves what. Hallelujah. Is the living water in you stagnating today? Or you are springing forth Jesus Christ? Is your life radiating the image of God? Your speech. Does it tell someone of Christ? You can't taste this living water and keep it within. You must share like the Samaritan woman did. Hallelujah. Let's go to the second evil. We have dealt with the first one. That is those who hear the gospel and reject it. And those who have tasted of it and are stagnating it. The second evil. They have dug their own systems. They have dug their own systems. Systems are tanks built to store water. My people have built systems for themselves. 
Really? You see? Do you see this four gallons in US and UK where you go that people store water in it and put it in their rooms? Do you see it when you go to US and Canada? They could four gallons. Yay. And why do we do it here in Ghana? Yay. Why? Oh, rely on Ghana water. You can't rely on Ghana water. Sorry, if, if you work with Ghana water. Now, we have established that the fountain of living water flows continuously. So why would my people build systems for themselves to store water? Why? That's issues. So we are limiting God or Jesus Christ, his provision, as if he's going to water. But, and now, this is June, son of a They do not trust the source of this fountain. When there's evidence to the fact that he provided manna for his people for the years of journey. Yet, my people have dark systems for themselves. They, they, they want to depend on their own self. So whether Ghana water will flow or not, to hell with it. One thing I know most wife detests in marriage is having to ask of almost everything from her husband. And then mamiskan koto muku, wachina mamiskan koto we, and then mamiskan koye we. A young man who is married often compares his wife, his wife's submissiveness to that of his mother. Now, Missy, yeah. The wives, I mean, our mothers, most of them were dependent on their husbands. And when you depend so much on somebody, yay. But today, most of our women are independent. And so for a woman to submit, it takes the grace of God. So I advise this young man to pray for his wife. Hallelujah. You see, Christ taught us a prayer saying, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. This day. Today, most of us want two years' bread together. 
so that we don't have to run to Jesus on a daily basis. We have built systems for ourselves to store water because we don't trust the source of this living water. Today we think we have prayed enough. We are fasting beginning of the year, the whole of January. So it should take care of you for the rest of the year. Beloved, if there is anything in your life, which is, name them, power, wealth, a secure job, a happy marriage, etc., that makes you feel you need less or even you don't need God anymore. Check it. You are building systems for yourself. Uzziah was a young man who feared God and sought after him every single day of his life. As young as 16, God made him a king of the whole of Judah. 16 years. He won't take any decision in his reign as a king without seeking the face of God. He's solely dependent on God. And so his fame, his wealth, his influence continued to soar higher. Then at a point in his reign, out of pride, he dug a cistern and placed in it his experience, his wisdom, his wealth that he has acquired. To him, he had acquired enough experience to govern Judah on his own without consulting God. He needed very little of God to reign at a point of time in his life. He took decisions relying on his own wisdom. And in the end, the center could not hold. This system he had built for himself, Jeremiah tells us that it is broken because there is no life in it. We so much depend on God daily for his divine provision and protection. We so much passion. And when the breakthrough comes, the breakthrough becomes a system that we think we can rely on for our daily source of water. And so to hell with the source or the fountain of living water. Are you stagnating the living water in you? Yay. Are you stagnating the living water in you? It ought to flow. The Samaritan woman demonstrated it. Jesus is the source and the living water. He has promised us in the prayer he taught us that when we ask of our daily bread from him, he will provide. He will cause the rains to fall. So why do we need to dig a hole? 
and store the rainwater. If you trust that indeed he will continue to rain. If there is any soul that is here this morning or listening to me, I present to you a forever satisfying fountain of living water. His name is Jesus Christ. In him we find salvation for our souls. My people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me. The source and the living water. They have dark systems for themselves. But I came to tell you those systems are broken. It cannot sustain you. Beloved, where water flows, life abounds. Where water stagnates, Diseases take hold. But where there is no water, life cannot even begin. Yea. Can the woman concede when there is no water? Life cannot begin. I'm talking of life to our soul. And as we defined that living things have life and have a lifespan. The lifespan of this living water is eternity. And I present that living water to you this morning. Come, drink, and live. God bless us.